Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Welcome, everyone, to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. You know, we're always talking over here about having the business and living the life of your dreams. And I'm so excited to have the leader of my school, Jen McDonough, here. Welcome, Jen. Hey, Jane. It's awesome to be with you, hanging out, hanging out with the cool kids. Hanging out with the cool kids. Well, uh, you know, today we're going to talk about your journey and the things that really paid off and the things that didn't pay off. But You know, before we start, can I just tell you that it's been absolutely amazing to watch you grow and evolve and gain confidence and charge more and all of the things that I have watched you do have, it it has been just so, so lovely. I think we've decided that we've been together, what, about six or seven years or something? Yeah, at least. Jane, it's been a while. I actually, I think we're going on eight years together um, when I first met you. Yeah, it could be. So, tell everybody kind of what your existing business looks like, how it's doing, and then I want to also come at it from a personal standpoint. So, start with business, and then we'll talk about life in general. Yeah. So, I today's business is my revenue models are coaching. I coach through the Wealthy Speaker School. I have a hoot of a time getting to do that. My other revenue streams are is I primarily speak and train. Um, and I do that mainly with association conferences around the country. My goal is to speak 20 to 30 times a year. I really don't like to travel more on a, no more than twice a month on a plane. Sometimes it ends up to be five times a month and sometimes it ends up to be none. But overall, it's about that, you know, 24 trips across the country a year. And, and that's good for me. That's plenty for you. You're from Minnesota. And tell everybody what you focus on in your talks. You yeah, have so my overarching theme. Yeah, my lane is resiliency. I speak to primarily to service, high stress service community oriented groups. So things like first responders, credit unions, hospitals, healthcare, all the service oriented groups. Now that doesn't mean I won't speak to the other groups, but my audience is primarily that. Yeah, I love that. And so now something recently happened in your personal life that made me just go, oh my gosh, they're just like literally living the lives of their dreams. You all bought a vacation property. Uh What precipitated that? And did you, could you have imagined this point in time seven years ago? Oh, absolutely not. So, Jean, I think we just talked about this a couple months ago because Jean has a beautiful retreat cottage that she has. And I think we talked about, hey, would you ever want a vacation home? I'm like, heck no, like we live in paradise. Lake in Minnesota. I mean, it's beautiful where you live. It is drop dead gorgeous. It is our vacation home. It is our dream home. However, one of our kids had the audacity to leave for college three and a half, four hours away. And we were like, what? And so we're following him. We are, um, we bought a vacation home up north that was actually for him to stay at while he was going to college. And we were like, this is so great. We'll have a place to visit. Well, after Bob and I sat down and looked at things, we're like, wait a minute. 
if we sold our current paradise home, which is hard to imagine doing, we could just pay that home for cash. And so we're like, hey, paradise has a price. And so we're like, let's do it. And so it has been so much funding because it's Bob and I have been married almost 30 years. And this is such an adventure. Like, we're totally out of our comfort zone and we are having the time of our life. So where we're moving to is actually we're getting near closer to you, closer I to Canada. I really just want to be an honorary Canadian is why you've moved so close to the border. How like can you just drive across the border? How far away is it from your house? Our lake actually connects like it actually connects to the Canadian border. It's it's oh. up by the boundary waters in Minnesota. Mm. It's our home is literally 30 minutes from the border. So we are reaching out, Jane. We're, we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be crossing over, but it's not a lot of cross border shopping the other way around, by the way. Uh, Canadians all come to the States because everything used to be cheaper there. And I don't know if it will be right now with all the supply chain problems, but that was a, a lot of the why people came across the border. So you'll come up and take a look around, but I doubt you'll stay to buy very many things <laughs> like the other way around. All right. Now, you and your family have overcome adversity in the past, especially financial adversity. Let's start kind of at the beginning and why you even started speaking in the first place. Yeah, well, if you would have told me years ago that I would be out speaking, I'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I couldn't even get up in front of a group of 10 people and introduce myself. Like, that was unheard of. And so in uh, two, uh, you know, the early 2009 or so, long story short, we started our finance journey. And it started with a, one, when one of our kids was diagnosed with a lifetime medical condition. And we have four kids. And at the time, and this one was seven. It spun into changing our lives totally. We ended up paying off a ton of debt. We paid off over $212,000 worth of debt and medical expenses in four years. And in the process, our goal was just to really share our story. We wanted to make an impact. That led me to connecting with one of my first all-time favorite mentors and coaches, and that was Dan Miller. Um, so we rewrote wrote some books through Dan. And then I met a speaker named Kent Julian, who was like, hey, you can become a professional speaker. And I'm like, what? Like people pay you to talk? That's what I tell my kids now. People pay me to talk. But, uh, <laughs> you should appreciate my lectures. Right. But, um, but Kent, um, I went through his program. And that's when I met you, Jane. Like I went through your program and I was blown away at the business side of things. But at the time I was in, we were paying off debt. So any dollar invested was a huge sacrifice. I remember driving to um, Dan's event and we I didn't even stop at McDonald's because it wasn't in the budget. And when I started with your program, like it was a big deal. Like it was a huge deal. But I knew that investment would pay off because I wanted to learn from someone who had made the mistakes or who have seen people make those mistakes so that I didn't have to make those. I could in every dollar going forward, I could invest would be a good rate of return. And so that's how we looked at it. But I was in a soul sucking job at the time. I called it serving my sentence. Um, <laughs> whenever we drive by the building, I'm like, Ooh, there's where I serve my four year sentence. Um, <laughs> but it did, it was a great thing. It helped us pay off debt. It helped me invest in your program, but that was a long, you know, at the time, it felt like every day was a long day. And I remembered being on those coaching calls with you, sitting out in my car with, you know, no heat in the van. It was sub below zero because I 
I didn't want that fan on because I, I wanted to hear every word that was taking place. On the heat in the car because you would miss something. Yeah. But you were and freezing. That's when I knew you were dedicated, Jen, when you were I'm like, Jen, your, your teeth are chattering. Why don't you turn on the heat? <laughs> oh, I might miss something. That shows a level of dedication. So you had an exit date for the job, but because you progressed so quickly in your business and in your career, you were actually able to leave that job early, weren't you? Yeah, you know, that was a very quick note about that. My husband and I are completely different personality styles. My husband's steady Eddie. He actually still is at the place that I call the serving sentence place. He's been there for 35 years. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he's still, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> he's still there. We're looking to retire him pretty soon. But yeah, uh, him and I used to ride share. So I was working 40 hours at the time when I was working with you and building this business on the side. 40 hours a week in my soul-sucking job. We had a two-hour commute, and we were raising four kids at the time. And, Jean, I don't know if I ever told you this, but Bob and I used to ride share together. And Bob really liked his job. Like, it was a type of job that it had the golden handcuffs. I mean, benefits of the wazoo. And so my family thought I was nuts for leaving, like absolutely nuts. They're like, what do you want to do for a living? And the mindset, isn't it, Jen? Yeah, totally. And every day I would go home with my husband who was satisfied with his job. And every day I'd say to him, I don't get it. And he's like, what do you mean you don't get it? And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get the, like, I don't see any impact that I'm making on this world. And so it made me appreciate what I do today because I think of those days of sitting in the van and teeth chattering. And it's really gives me excitement to see emerging speakers coming up today in that same thing where they just they're striving for that dream and it's like just you know do the work take those baby steps and man it's pretty amazing once you get to that point which I feel like I'm at the season I feel like we kind of have it all all in life and all in business it really is the dream business so it's interesting to note that Two entrepreneurs are, that's my family. And so we have zero benefits. We have no golden handcuffs. We have nothing. And so we pay our own health care if we have any. Of course, we live in Canada, so we have that going for us. But really, it's interesting when you can have one corporate partner and one entrepreneur partner. It gives you the benefits and all of the wonderful things that come with having a nice corporate job, but the entrepreneur will be the job that can take you anywhere financially. So you have the dream to retire your husband. I have the dream to retire my husband. That's coming up in the future. And, you know, it makes me a little bit nervous sometimes, but at the same time, I just know that ah, we've thought about this, you know, every time you, let's say, invest. Okay, so thinking about investing in a vacation property, that was so uncomfortable in the moment. But after the first year, it was like, easy peasy. This was no big deal whatsoever. We actually have four mortgages. We just got rid of once. Now we're down to three. And it was like, ah, okay, nothing. So in the moment when you're starting something new or new, there is such a feeling of discomfort and fear and what if, and, you know, you just have, your imagination can really run wild. 
And I've loved watching how positive you are, especially how far you've come from the early days where I know you were uber, uber money conscious and just watching every penny, right? That's how you had to be to pay off $212,000 in debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, we still do budget. We watch our stuff carefully, but it's not with the same, you know, scarcity mindset. And, I, you know, Jean, it's funny you talk about being out of your comfort zone. I, I talk about this in my talks. You know, mindset is one of the things that I touch on. And it's so interesting to see that when we're in fear, the basic thing is that we forget to breathe. And when we breathe, that's where the excitement is. And going through this whole house process for us, we've been breathing a lot. And I'm telling you, we are having the time of our lives. Now, if I sit and really think about all the things like we're giving up, you know, the record low up there is 60 below, I think, oh my gosh, like I can't. And it's like, no, 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 just breathe. It'll be, it's going to be so much fun. And when I think back on the early parts of the this business, like, you know, the whole thing of investing and deciding what to do and all these decisions and it took a lot of breathing because I had what a lot of speakers we see coming through, Jane, is I had FOMA, you know, FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And and you really taught me the value of, you know, really staying focused. Yeah. You know, picking a lane, not 20 lanes, but one lane. Like That's the value. Where the FOMO in kicks in, is he like, what if somebody wants this? And I don't say that on my website. That's where FOMO can kick in. And so we have a saying now, it's FOMO no mo. <laughs> That's just, we're giving it up. We do not have to worry about that. And so you've gotten more and more focused. You also have gotten more and more intentional about how you want to spend your time and your money. So let's talk first about time. How uh, In the beginning, you probably would have said yes to just about anything or because you had the four kids, did you have to be really careful and try to stay closer to home? Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that my dream didn't turn into my family's nightmare. And so that took probably extra effort on my part to really build this side of my dream because I wanted my dream to be their dreams too. And so really the approach and how that was handled took a lot of effort. I mean, there were times where it was pretty tiring. You know, I would get up at four in the morning because I would do two hours of business during the day before leaving for work. And I'm very intentional about how my days start. The first hour of the day is very golden. I don't let people touch that time. It's my time to, you know, I have my morning routine. And then I would come home from work and, you know, you got your two hour commute, you worked all that time. And then if there was time, I would work at night. But then on Saturdays, that was really a time with my family. So I'd spend five hours, I'd get up five in the morning, four in the morning, work till, you know, 10. So that was half and half. But I really made sure that when my time was mom or wife, that I was invested in that time. So at night, I was with them and being present. If they went to bed, and I still had energy, then great, I would work on it. But pretty much this business was built on that 10 to 15 hours per week of really intense focus. And that's what led to being able to leave my job. But I'll have to say, Jane, when the day actually came for us to set the date for me to leave, my husband nearly had a panic attack. Like there is a difference between talking about it and actually doing it. And I'll never forget maybe like three, four days after I had left, 
that soul sucking job, my husband looked at me and said, I have not seen you smile and laugh like this for years. We should have done this a long time ago. And to see his fear start to dissipate as, you know, the proof was in the pudding. Money was starting to come in. I had replaced about 50% of my income at that point. And that was my proof to him that we're not going to be living, you know, in a van down by the river, but this was really going to be a part of our, our family budget. I think this is probably really informative to people who have a partner in this with them. Replacing 50% of your income is a great goal. And if you can make that work financially, I think that is just wonderful. Now, also a part of the early years are investing in the marketing materials and Maybe in the beginning, you might not have needed a video right away, but eventually a video. Talk about spending money today versus how you might have spent money back then. Or did you ever do your own website, for instance? You know, what kind of things have you learned to do now? Gosh, Jade, when I think back, I think, wow, some of the websites I went through were pretty bad. Um, I can also think <laughs> all of- in there. We've all oh, been yeah. There. Yeah. You know, as my mutual friend, one of my mentors and coaching, Stan Miller, says, if you're not embarrassed by your earliest work, you didn't start soon enough. And boy, was that the case with mine. But I also wasted a lot of time and money on things that now it's a gift because now I can see when other speakers are doing that. And it's like, hey, you know, is that really a good use of your ROI, your your yes. things? But I I was concerned about having... For an example, all the bells and whistles on one of my first sites. So the first site I built, it was ugly as all ugly could be. But, you know, I would say about, I don't know, after a couple revisions, I did pay to have someone do my site for the first time. That was a huge investment that, you know, five to $700 or whatever it was back then. But I had every bell and whistle added to that site. And now I'm completely of a different mindset. I'm like, simpler is better. Yes. Um, I went to actually a very stripped down. So I went from, you know, ugly, very ugly to every bell and whistle. Then I stripped everything off. And then now I kind of gradually have built it back on. Now I have the perfect website for me, but that will always evolve. And that's something that I thought was much different. I thought you built a website and you never touch it again. You're done. And, and, you know, now looking back, it's like our talks. We're continuing to evolve our marketing materials, continuing to evolve our talks and stuff. So making me um, think, hmm, it's been a while since I've done anything with my website. Maybe I need to revisit that. I think probably every 24 months. But here's what you can kind of take away from this part of our conversation is that Jen's website works for her customer base. She's booking the business. And so her website works for her. People at, you know, a $30,000 speaker need to have a website that's going to look a little bit different. That will work for them. I'm in a kind of different category. I have a different type of website and it works for me. It's getting us the business. And so that's really, I think, don't just reinvent for the purpose of reinvention, really take a look and say, is this website really working? And I think when you keep piling on like you did in the early days, that's what your website ends up looking a little bit scattered and messy, perhaps. It was stuff that I 
I did a lot of marketing stuff in the early days that I don't touch today. Like I so did everything example. I should be what, what don't you do anymore? Oh gosh, Jean, I tried to follow the experts and the ones that said, oh, you should be doing this. And I, literally I was doing it all. And now I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm not doing that today. So yeah. things that I did back then, I did, uh, oh gosh, I had a podcast for a couple of years. Right. Um, and I used to run that at like five in the morning on Friday mornings. I'd actually have guests on. I had Dan Miller wake up at like five in the morning. He was one of my guests. To be now what it got me as a guest at that hour. <laughs> We but that's what, it. <laughs> that's what I had time. Like, that's what I did. So I had a podcast. I blogged. I was huge into social media. Mm-hmm. I did email marketing. I did. I tried to do some network events. Like, I was really kind of all over the board. Today, I do not blog. I cannot stand writing. I like books. You know, I like books. books. How many books have you written? Yeah, I have three books. And I love them. I love having the books. I just don't like doing the work of writing podcasting I no longer do I no longer do networking events I don't do I really don't do social media I share some personal mm-hmm. stuff on social media that I think could be business related but I'm really not focused on that where where my business works and everybody's different mm-hmm. but where I get my best ROI is from email marketing getting people on the phone and actually talking to the event coordinator and the other thing is from spin-offs um which which are absolutely golden now having said that Jane I'm actually getting out of my comfort zone and I'm you know I I went from just like my website, every bell and whistle, doing everything I should be doing mm-hmm. to where I've stripped it down. And now I'm starting to push myself to get out of my comfort zone. So I just hired a team to push me out of my comfort zone. I'm doing, I committed to doing a blog a month. I'm going to try it for the next 12 months and they're going to repurpose it on social media. We'll see how it works. I'm going into it with a mindset of, okay. This is what I'm investing out in it. We're going to do some seed planting and we're going to see if it's worth the ROI. And you know what? If it's not paying off, I'm not doing it. So and I may do the blog as a more of a, a video and have it transcribed. So we'll see. I like testing things out. Yeah, for sure. And you're not afraid. I mean, I think I have a saying in the new book, Scaling Your Speaking Business, that if you're not willing to fail, you're not ready to scale. And it just, I mean, you go out and you test things and you try things. And then, but I love that you have also just really scaled back and said, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. This is how I want to spend my time. And so I'll be interested to see how the uh, writing piece pays off knowing. Like, your, come on, make that with your love writing. <laughs> you can do this. All right. So now one of the things that you invested in in the last year or two, well, let's talk about kind of COVID and virtual and how you kind of came to virtual kicking and screaming and now you love it. But let's also talk about how you invested in your presentation. So you're going along, you're doing well, you're charging a good fee, and you say to yourself, I'm just going to take it up to the next level. So you invest in some coaching with Kelly Swanson. Is that right? Yeah. Kelly is an amazing coach. Um, and that's something I've really done with COVID. You know, when 
things kind of hit the fan last year. Honestly, Gina, as you know, I had no desire to do virtual. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And so, you know, learning how to become abundant in our lives also meant not only having an emergency fund in our personal lives, but also the business side of things. So I, I used to run things pretty to the bone, like, you know, um, don't let that item in Amazon be a penny more because it might go over, you know, type thing. And now I have that emergency fund set up in my business. And so when things come up, it's not so gut wrenching, you know, Mm -hmm. but when COVID hit, we had that emergency fund and I thought, you know, I can sit and hang on to this and not invest anything, or I can look at it and go, what better time to invest? So I really invested a lot into revamping and looking at the whole ready aim fire process, which is what you take speakers through um, and that we teach over at the wealthy speaker school and really taking that and looking at my own business. So is, you know, where do I want to be? What are things looking like? So it was an inventory of sorts. And along with that, I invested a lot of time and energies into the keynote part this last year. And it has been amazing, an amazing payoff, a great time. And by the way, now I love virtual, like Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. I'm amazing at it. I get great feedback. I still like the in-person, but boy, there's, for me personally, there's nothing like sleeping in your own bed at night. Oh, beautiful. And you got your son, your youngest son involved in helping you get it all set up. And I love that it became a family project to get you virtual ready. So not only did you invest your nest, not your nest egg, but your comfort fund, we'll call it, into some extra things during COVID when a lot of speakers would have been like just holding on to that money for dear life. You also raised your fees near the end. Well, not near the end. We're not in the end yet, but uh, later in COVID. And I was just so in awe and you inspired me, Jen, because you did it. I thought, you know, I've been overdue for a fee raise here. What am I waiting for? And so you inspired me to do it as well. So the both of us raised our fees during COVID fearlessly. I will have to say fearlessly. Did you have any qualms about it? Well, I may have raised mine for different reasons, Jane. After I after I discovered that I really liked virtual, I thought, yeah, I'm not getting on a plane unless I'm getting forty percent more. Like I'm not doing it, and I didn't. And now, so since COVID hit, it's been six months since I first raised my fee. I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I went from forty percent raising to sixty percent raising because we're booking like my times pretty precious. And I want to be able to serve as best as I can. And without have, it's very interesting without have raising those rates, I would not have gotten to serve and impact the the two highest paying events recently that I got, I would not have had a chance snowballs heck at them because my fees were too low for them. And so that was an interesting mindset. So I really didn't think about it. Mine was more of, oh, gosh, you know, in the early days, I would have thought, is anyone going to hire me? Is anyone going <laughs> And now I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that for less. Like I am so, <laughs> and still they're getting a complete bargain, like bargain um, with what I'm giving them. It's, I, it's a great I really thing. hope people will hear your mindset there because in the back of your mind, sometimes we have the little green goblin sitting on our shoulder that's saying, oh, they'll never pay you that much. And You have now caught up completely with your mindset and thought, 
well, no, it's not worth my time to go and do that. And also your little green goblin now is saying, boy, are they getting a great deal? And I like, I really know that you believe that. And I think that that is huge. When you go into a negotiation, not willing to let the piece of business go, you're at a complete disadvantage. And so you're going, we're walking into every negotiation thinking, ah, I'll take it or I'll leave it. It's okay. And I think that has totally uh, shifted everything. The other thing I want to mention is that when you raised your fees, you came into a new kind of region of client perception. If your fees were too low, you would not have gotten those pieces of business because they would not have perceived that you were as good as you are. So for those of you listening in who have been reluctant to raise your fees because, uh uh-oh, what if, what if, what if, really be thinking about which ballpark do you want to be playing in and whether or not your current fees are serving you. And I know that, talk a little bit about, Jen, when you raise your fees, you are going to lose probably 10% of the business at the bottom of the spectrum. All those little small fee things that you used to do, you gave them up many years ago, but as you transitioned, it stopped getting as painful. You kind of exercised your no muscle and you got really good at saying no. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you did an interview years ago, Jean, with Willie Jolly. And that interview still impacts me today because oh. he, yeah, there was something he said on there that was so interesting. He said, you know, as when he started out in the business and you start out at a fee and then you start raising your fee. And I think at one point or another, I don't care who you are. We've all had that, like <gasps> that, yeah. are they going to pay me that, you know, we're holding our breath, right? <laughs> Moments. But he said that, you know, as he went up, in the fee schedule, he had to let go and say goodbye to some old business. And that's hard because sometimes you think, oh, I, I so want to serve. But you know what? It it opens up beautifully for other people to come in. Like there is so much pie in this business, you guys. And it's a beautiful thing when you can take the hand of another speaker mm. in helping lead them up. So I think it's really good to have those people around you that people leading you up. And people that you're along the journey with, and then also people that you're helping lead. So when I start to move out of those things where, you know, they've just, they're, they've hit their ceiling for budgets, I'll bring speakers in that are in my world. And I'm like, Hey, this is going to, you know, I'll go back to those and say, this would be a great recommendation. So, but I also invest in, you know, Gene, even during COVID, you and I did quite a bit of one-on-one coaching during that time. And I will say that it was very helpful to have you and Kelly as my coaches during that time in seeing things from the outside. And so that helped my mindset. You know, it's easy for me to say, oh, yeah, it was whatever. And it's true, but it took a process to get there. And it took having outside people, you know, along with my speakers bureau saying, hey, you're like, look, this is too low. And so um, having those outside people step in and go, here's what you need to do to get to this level. And you're at that level, like put your, um, like put it out there. And so yeah. that really helped having that network of people around me that helped me grow strong in the areas that I needed to grow strong in. And 
being confident in my, my fees was one of those areas that I needed a lot of mindset work from my early days compared to now. And now you're exactly right. I am fine with letting the business go. I'm like, hey, you know, not a problem. If I'm not a good fit, no worries. I can recommend someone who is. Yes, for sure. And this bodes well for having a strong community around you. We have a lot of clients who come into the Wealthy Speaker School and they've been kind of out on an island trying to do this business by themselves. And we bring them into the mainland, introduce them to other people. And our people have done business with each other. And I love seeing people, you know, one of our clients, Trent, booked one of our other clients, Frank. And it's just beautiful to see that kind of sharing happening. When you raise your fees, have somebody in mind who's at a lower fee that you can start to feed business to. Whether you take a referral fee of 10% or not is up to you, but some people will just do it for karma. You know, what goes around comes around because somebody up above you may start shooting you business, which is just a lovely, lovely thing. Talk a little bit about video. Where are you on your demo? Do you feel like you've got a strong demo? I think the last time I looked at it was quite some time ago. Is it working for you at the fee level that you're at right now? You kind of probably need a pretty good video. Yeah, well, I invested in video right smack dab in the middle of COVID. So it was about a year after COVID started. I hired a 22-time Emmy Award-winning videographer, and he came out and shot some new video. Actually, he did a really interesting thing, Jane. We did something I had a gut feeling would work, but you're like, that's a lot of money to invest for a gut feeling. And But I went with it. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I've not seen it done before. And we did an interview style shot. And that video has actually ended up to be my keynote story, my signature story. And I I knew that the story could be told better. And instead of me just telling it on stage, now I show a video. And it it is, Kelly Swanson said it was the one of the best stories she's ever heard. And hearing her say that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much confidence. And so I use that video in my talks now whenever possible. And that video, I have a video, not only the story, but we did one for event coordinators. So that's on a hidden page that I would send them. But my video, gosh, I think videos need to be done every two to three years, kind of those signatures. And I'm probably coming up on in the next year, year and a half, I'll probably have mine redone. But you know what? It's getting me booked. So it's working. Um, but just like our talks, just like our websites, it's just something that's constantly evolving. But I started off with, you know, the iPhone camera or, you know, whatever camera, those type of things and doing shots myself. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do typically is I'm probably a little bit more relaxed about this than maybe I should be, <laughs> but I will actually wait until I have a venue that I like. That's how I do my shots yeah. is I'll wait till I have a venue I like. And if the if I'm speaking at an event where they've hired in a tech crew, oftentimes those tech crews will have video camera folks. And so I'll just go to the company itself and say, Hey, you guys are going to be there anyways. Could you come in and, you know, bring in an extra guy and what would you charge for this? And it's usually, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know, a thousand bucks or something to have them do it. And then I will have my Emmy award winning guy do the edits or 
if there's something that I can easily take out of there. So there's, we put a post to, can we put a plug in for him on the show notes page? Your Emmy award-winning guy. He's, I don't think you would want him. He's, he's, I get the friends just go, but he, uh, he works with, I mean, you're welcome to, but he works with uh, fortune 100 companies and fortune 500 companies. He's phenomenal, but I think there's some other things like my video would have been probably eight to 10,000 to have him come out and shoot it. I'll check with him. But I, think- I want us to put it out there. And uh, if it means a piece of business for him, there are people out there who recognize that for their fee, they need to spend kind of the same amount. So if you're a $20,000 speaker, you might invest $20,000 in your video, 30, 30. And so that he might be a good fit for somebody. So we'll post it out there, Jen. Now, yeah. there's the Chris West of the world. Like there's lots of people mm-hmm. that do this. Yes, I'd be happy to check with them. Yeah. And we do, of course, we've done so many things. What I love inside our school is that we have uh, masters like Chris West saying, here's what you want step by step in your demo video. And people are able to just go into those lessons and do step by step what he's saying, maybe with a lower price person if they want, if they can't afford $25,000. I mean, we have the equipment list that you need. Like if you're doing it on a we, we have everything from, you know, shoestring budget to, hey, here is the pie in the sky. Bells and whistles. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And I do want to put in a plug for the iPhone 13 because it's so good that you could be doing a lot of your own work now just using the 13 and a nice tripod. So something to think about. One thing also, just as a little side, make sure, I think the reason why your video works is story that you're really building story into the video. I think a lot of people are, well, I need to show all my best teaching, but think about how you can integrate some story in there because that's what people will glom onto. That's what they're going to remember. Jen, you have given us a lot of really wonderful things and I'm hoping you will be inspiring people who are not yet living the life of their dreams and building the business of their dreams. I'm hoping that you will inspire them to get there. If people want to connect with you, how should they do it? Oh, yeah. You can reach out to me at jen at speakerlauncher.com. Otherwise, if you want to take a peek at my website, I'm at theironjen.com. And certainly, if you know any community service provider groups, I would love (laughs) referrals. That's what I I do. I love it. Rule number one of business, ask for the business. If you... Uh, Jen does first responders like uh, 911 operators, firefighters, police officers, the whole works all the way through to the community, people which are like credit union leagues and things like that. So if you have enjoyed our podcast today, hey, let us know, reach out, give us a shout out. You can write to me, Jane at speakerlauncher.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know what's been impactful and we will keep doing it for you. If you're interested to know more about the Wealthy Speaker School, we would love to book a call with you. You'll be on either with myself or Jen. So if you go to speakerlauncher.com forward slash book call, you will be able to book that with one of us. Thanks again, Jen. I really appreciate your time today. With that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.